Hey friends, welcome to the Happy Healthy Mindful Podcast with me, Coach Jen. I'm a suicide attempt survivor, an anxiety conqueror, an Enneagram One that loves strong coffee, and I can even create a kick-ass charcuterie board. Now, life is crazy, right? But despite what gets thrown at us, we can handle just about anything. On this podcast, we'll talk about stress, organization, or the lack of it, how to roll with the punches and be okay with change, and most importantly, how to live the happy, healthy life that you deserve. Let's start the show. Welcome to episode 34, friends. I'm so excited today to talk to you about financial organization. This is a topic that was requested, thank you Jill for asking for this topic, over on my Facebook page. Every once in a while you will see me post a question on my Instagram stories or my personal or sometimes my business Facebook page and ask you guys what you want to hear. And I ask that question because this podcast is meant for you. It's not for me, just to share things that I think that you're going to get something out of, I want to know what you're looking for. So if you are ever following me and you see that question, please, please, please try to respond because that helps me cater my schedule, my podcasting schedule to what you guys are looking for, what topics you want to hear about. So today we're talking about financial organization. How do you get organized financially. There's so much to worry about regarding your money and your bills to pay and you have to start saving for retirement. Um, And if you're young, yes, that is something that you need to think about. Uh, Home projects that you might need to get done if you own a home. And everything feels like a priority. Last year, we had to get the roof done because it was leaking. And it was, do we pay into our retirement account or do we take some of that money out of our retirement account and do the roof? And it was, both of those things are a priority, but we had to choose. And so today I'm going to give you five things to help you start to get yourself organized. But before we dive into those five things, I need to preface this episode with the fact that I am not a financial expert. I am not an accountant. I am not a banker. I am not a CPA. I am not someone who has been debt-free my whole life. I am just your everyday Joe Schmo that has fallen on hard times, learned a little, picked myself back up, made some pretty big mistakes, and just figured it out along the way. Now, some of the experts that I follow in regards to finance are um, Dave Ramsey and his entire team because I think they're super smart. But what I will say to you is what I have followed is a Dave Ramsey-esque sort of style of financial planning and financial organization. I love his methods, but to a certain extent. So 
what I'm about to share with you is how I have organized my finances, how I have figured out how to know what's coming in, what to pay, where to store all my receipts and my stubs, and it's worked for me. And so that's why I want to share with you what's worked for me. And that's what I will always share with you because I don't feel comfortable sharing with you something that I have personally never done. Now, I did say I have fallen on hard times. I need to share a little story with you about me and my husband's finances because I want to be fully transparent on this podcast and share with you how we've gotten to a point where we've learned what to do and what not to do. Back some time ago when we lived in a much smaller house, uh, we lived closer to Boston. I won't share the town just because I don't think that matters, but we lived in a much smaller house and We were both working full-time jobs. We both had student loans. We both had credit cards. We were doing seriously the best we could. And we even had a side hustle through an MLM, which I also won't name, um, to try and help us out. And it ended up getting to a point where we had to make a decision of how to proceed with our finances. We had to make a decision of whether or not we should pay our credit card or whether or not we should pay our mortgage. And that came up right around the time I started to listen to Dave Ramsey. And one of the things that Dave always said was to worry about your shelter, your food, your electricity, things that give you a home first. So that's what we did. We paid our mortgage first and we decided not to pay our credit card for months. Yes, months, like multiple months. And if you know anything about me, you know that that action, doing that, was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. It is not something I would ever recommend, but... It ended up working out for us in the end because we were able to settle that credit card and get out of it without having to file bankruptcy. And I'm sharing this story with you so that way you can get the understanding that I've lived and I've learned. I have realized that sometimes you can overdraw not only your bank account, but also yourself and what you think you are capable of. And at that time, we thought we were young, we owned a house, we had everything and everything we could possibly want in life. I mean, we were still having fun with friends, we were going out to dinner, we were going to the movies, having date nights, and ultimately, our priorities were not in order. And that's where we started with organizing our finances. We started by analyzing our bank account. And that's the first tip, the first thing I want to give you today about how to figure out where you're at financially. 
I feel like analyzing your bank account is the first step because it gives you a baseline. It gives you a level playing field. It lets you know all the information and where to start. So what do you do to organize your bank account? Well, you can either do this on paper or use a spreadsheet, but take note of everything you've spent your money on and how much you've saved. So go back in your most recent month statement and take note of where you're spending your money. Are you eating out? Are you going out a lot? Are you maybe paying for things that you don't really need, like the pair of shoes at TJ Maxx that you saw and absolutely had to have? Write down every single penny and then take a total of it. So you're going to write down everything. Don't skimp everything. And when I say analyze your bank account, I'm including your credit cards in this. So if you have one, and I know Dave Ramsey says do not have credit cards, but I know the majority of the world does. So when I talk about your bank account and I talk about your spending, include what's on your credit card. Maybe that's vacations. Maybe that's large purchases that you really needed to do, but you didn't have the money right now. It doesn't matter what it is. Write it down. Eating out, groceries, household stuff, kids stuff, clothes and accessories. Maybe you're spending money on your side hustle that you're trying to turn into a business. Maybe you are paying someone to mow your lawn. Write it all down. Once you write it all down and you're going to put it in a way that makes sense for you. What I did was use a spreadsheet and I had a column for the payee, who was it? And I had a column for the amount. Then I took a total once I was down at the bottom. Then what I did was categorize that spending. So uh, at the time, we ate a decent amount of food outside of the house and did not cook a lot. So you would see things like Wendy's, McDonald's, Subway, Mr. Chef's, which is a Chinese food restaurant that we loved sushi from. You would see Olive Garden. And I'm just naming off things that were in that area so you get an understanding of where we spent our money. So all those kind of things would be categorized into eating out. And then I had a category for households. That could be Target runs. It could be Home Depot runs to fix up one thing or the other. It could be when I went to Home Goods to get baskets to try and organize my bedroom, which I thought was necessary. That would all be lumped into the household category. And then I had clothing and accessories. And at that time, I did a lot of online shopping. Stitch Fix was my friend. And I still love Stitch Fix. But I would get a monthly box from them. So that monthly box from Stitch Fix would go into that clothes and accessories bucket. And then I also had my side hustle. And that would go into that bucket. 
The reason I want you to categorize what you're spending your money on is so you can get a good picture of where you're spending the most. Are you eating out way more than you should? Are you spending money on clothes and accessories that you might not necessarily need to? Now, this conversation is not to tell you to save debt or pay off debt and save money. It is not to tell you how to do that. This is just to give you the picture on where you're spending, where you're saving, and how much. Because when you start with analyzing your bank account, you're getting yourself organized with information. And having information is one of the keys to really being organized. You need to know what's going on. The goal, ultimately, is to have less. Less is more. Less pays or less categories most likely means less money is going out the door and more money is going in your pocket. Again, this is not a lesson on paying off debt. This is a teaching module, teaching lesson on how to know what your finances look like. So that's really thing number one is you want to analyze those finances. You want to figure out where's everything going at the time before we started doing this whole process, we would get to the end of the week and be like, where the hell did it all go? (laughs) We honestly thought we were fine until we did this analyze your bank account step. We didn't realize where all our money was going. And having that information helped us go on to step two, which is to compare your, your, ins and outs. How many categories do you have? How many categories do you see that seem like you're, I don't spend that much money on that. That's what we used to say about eating out. And that was the largest category. It was crazy that that was the largest category. And if that's the largest category, what's your smallest? Where do you spend the least amount of money? Figure out what goes in between too because, again, this is just information that you're collecting. Finding out how many categories do you have, what they are, where the largest amount of money is going and where the smallest amount of money is going and what's in between will help you to physically see a good picture of what is happening financially. And when you look at this, see if you have a buffer. Do you have a cushion, if you will, regarding what comes in, meaning your paycheck, versus what's going out? Many people in this world do not And they don't because they don't even know what's happening with their finances. Many people are like we were. We were disorganized and had no idea where our money was going. So once you analyze your bank account and you kind of do a comparison of what's coming in versus what's going out, the next thing you want to consider 
is to set a bill review and a payment schedule. This is how we ultimately were able to get organized and pay off debt. And again, this is not a a podcast on paying off debt. This is a podcast on organizing what you have going on financially. I think paying off debt is just kind of like a side bonus. But step number three is to set a bill review and payment schedule. Now, what's a bill review? Every week, what I do is go look at all of our bills, anything that we have open. I look at it even if it has a zero balance. My husband keeps his Best Buy credit card because he likes the rewards that it has. And when he uses it, he only uses it because he has a reward. And then we pay it off right away. So I look at all the bills that I have to get a sense of what's coming up and what's due. So you'll need to decide when are you going to review your bills and what day are you going to actually sit down to make the payments on them. It can be the same day every single week. It can be a few days a week or it even can be every single day. When I started this process, I would look at our bank account and our bills just about every two days. I didn't want to do it every single day because I was cautioned and I will caution you that looking at your finances every single day may make you go a little crazy and it might send you on a downward spiral emotionally And tank your confidence because when you look at it every single day, you might be seeing a number that you're not totally happy with. And you might be seeing things take place that you're not proud of. So if you're going to look at them every single day, just be aware that that might happen to you. But when we first started, every few days worked for us because it was a way for me to get a sense of, okay, what do we have on the plate and what do we have coming up and how much money do I need to have that's going to go out the door. But now we're at a point where I just look at it every week on payday. I just look at it once a week because we're at a good point where We know what's coming in and what's going out. We are organized in a sense that helps us feel a little confident, feel a little less worried about what what we have to do. And it's partly because we have less bills. But having that bill review and payment schedule is something that's so key to helping you stay organized. One thing I always say is if it's not on your calendar, it's not going to happen. So when you figure out when you're going to do your bill review and when you're going to do your payment schedule, put it on your calendar. In the beginning, it may take an hour, two hours, depending on what you have. Eventually, you'll get to a point where it takes no more than 30 minutes. So make sure to note that time on your calendar because then you block it off, you have zero distractions, and you just review and move on. Simple as that. Now, where do you review your bills 
and where do you set up those payments? Now, we do a lot of electronic payments through our bank. It just makes life so much easier. But some of you might actually be sending out a check in the mail to pay some of your bills. Where are you going to do all this? Are you going to keep your checkbook in the kitchen but have your computer in your office? Or are you going to keep them both in the same place? I ask you that in that way because I want you to think about what's going to work the most efficiently for you. My recommendation, and this is what I do, is to have everything in one place where you put your bills and where you get the mail and where you keep your schedule. So there are still a few bills that we get in the mail that come snail mail. And when I get that mail, I bring it right to my office. I have all the bills that need to be paid out in the same place. Because when I go down to sit and review those bills, I just have to go to one place. I don't have to go all over the house looking for everything. So I highly recommend that you keep all your bills in one place. Now, what if you get all your statements online via your email? Well, I get some of those too. So what I do is I hold on to those emails until I'm ready to pay them. I keep them as unread in my inbox so I know I haven't done anything with them yet. So in my office, I not only have the pile, and it's not really that big of a pile, but I think you get what I'm trying to say, of the paper bills that have come in the mail, and I have my computer where I can get those bills that come electronically online. The other thing that I want to suggest that you do is to keep a notepad or a spreadsheet with the bills that you have that month. So like I said in the last step, I review our bills every Friday, the day we get paid. What I do on that day is a look at everything and write it down on this little notepad that I have right near my checkbook and right near the bills that need to be paid. I personally like pen and paper because when you write something down, and I have said this on past podcasts, something magical happens when you write it down. It sends some sort of signal to your brain that there's more to remember. So I encourage you to write it down. Write it down by due date. The name of the payee should be written down right next to that. And then right next to that should be the amount that you need to pay. Try to sort them by due date. Yeah, on my pad, notepad, I rewrite sometimes to keep it organized and sort it by due date, but it works for me. So whether you keep a notepad or write a spreadsheet, it doesn't really matter. But in addition to having your bills in one place, have a list of the bills that you need to pay by due date. And that way you'll have a sense of what needs to go out when. And the last thing I want you to think about when you're getting financially organized is decide what to do with all those stubs, the pay stubs, your bill stubs, maybe you get retirement 
notifications of what's in in that account? Well, you can do a couple of things. If you're a paper person like I am to a certain extent, have a filing cabinet with folders labeled for each account that you have and just file those pay stubs, retirement stubs, bill stubs away. If you only get them electronically, you can always save them to a Google Drive or a um, Dropbox account and just hold on to them. Or if you don't like paper, and this might be scary for some of you, you can shred them. Delete the email because all in all, your bill account your retirement account, it's online now. So if you ever really need to access it, you can just go online. And when you pay an account off, do you even really need those stubs anymore? I'm not so sure. So I do kind of a mix. I keep a filing cabinet for the things that come in the mail that I pay. And then I also delete the email once I pay something that I get notified about via online because I can just get the information by signing into my account. Simple as that. The way I see that part is that less is more. And I've actually been trying to reduce the amount of snail mail that I get and only get my stuff via email because it just makes life easier. It saves a tree and it just saves up space in your house because why why keep that stuff anyway so let me go through those steps one more time those things I want you to think about one more time to help you figure out how to get financially organized number one analyze your accounts both your bank account and your credit card accounts find out where you're spending how much you're spending and how much you're saving compare that analyzation. Look at it. Really look at it and study it and figure out where you're spending the biggest chunk of money. Number three, set a bill and payment schedule, a bill review and payment schedule. When are you going to look at all your bills and when are you going to sit down to actually pay them? Number four, keep all the things you need for paying your bills in one place. And the last tip, figure out what you're going to do with those stubs that you get for the income, your pay stubs, your bill stubs, and your retirement stubs. Figure out what you're going to do with them and stick to that system as long as it works for you. Now, if you've got any other tips that you use to keep organized financially, please send them to me because I'm always open to trying something new. What I just shared with you is something that has worked for us for five or six years now, and we've just stuck to it because it if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? But if you've got something that is a tried and true tip or thing that you do to help you stay organized financially, please, please, please send it to me because I'd love to hear it. Hopefully these tips helped you. Jill, hopefully it's what you were looking for when you were thinking about organizing yourself financially. And next week, I'm actually going to do a follow-up to this one. Next week, I'm going to share more about that idea 
of managing your debt. So I know I dabbled in it here and there throughout this episode, but I really want to dive into it and help you take this episode and next week's episode and lump them together and become financially free. Now, I'm not there yet, still working at it, but we're close. And just the feeling of being close is oh so satisfying. So good luck with your financial organization and stay tuned for next week's episode. Okay, friends, that is it for today. If you took anything, anything, anything away from this episode, I would love to hear what it is. Tell me what your biggest takeaway was by sharing a screenshot of this episode on your socials and make sure to tag me in your post. You can find me at the Real Jen Mullen on Instagram, Real Jen Mullen on Twitter, and Just Live Mindfully on Facebook. And now on Facebook, you can even join our Just Live Mindfully community. Just search Just Live Mindfully under groups and you'll find us. If you know of a friend that needs to hear this episode, share it with them. And for more information, head on over to jenmullen.com. Thank you so much for listening and sticking with me during this episode. Remember to hit that subscribe button so you always get the next episode as soon as it drops. And here's to living mindfully, friends. I'll talk to you next week.